All right, folks, don't touch that dial. Let here on Let's Make a Date. We've got four charming, eligible bachelors for this lovely woman to choose from. Say a few words about yourself to the audience. Well, what do I know? I'm just your typical, abnormally confident, world-weary 16-year-old protagonist. <laughs> that means I love things that... sparkle! Fantastic. You've met the lady. Now hear from the four men who want to win the right to go on a date with her. Take it away, number one. Uh, I think you're a sweet girl, and I hope we can get along, since I'm still not sure how to behave in this era. Oh, Chester, just because Arch dumped you again, there's no reason to come out here. Stop asking! Wait, you're not sure how to act even though you were born decades ago? Boo! I want a man who can act sparkly no matter how long ago he was born. That sounds like a man used to peacemaking. Contestant number two. What? What? Um, um, hi. Uh, glad to meet. Glad to meet you. I guess I should have paired something. Up. I guess I forgot. <laughs> Wait, where am I? Uh, and what do I have makeup on my face? Kind of like it. Oh, I like you. Mixed signals and indifference just rock my world. Uh, contestant number two, you might want to head backstage for a moment. Your powder job looks like someone rubbed half your face in a sack of flour. Uh, contestant number three. Ma'am, I just need to know how your cooking skills stack up. I'll do anything in the world for you. Clean your toilet, build your house, plant an orchard, read to you in bed, if you can just make me an omelet for every meal. Will you turn me into a fellow omelet lover? If you don't, I'm gonna bother you about it forever. Ah, uh, number three, the culinary champion. Now for contestant number four. Listen, ma'am, I just need to know. Your dad is nice, right? He's not gonna try and kill us just because we go on a date, right? Because, you know, as long as he won't, we should be fine. And you're tall. I'm not used to women who can see above my waist. It goes... It does go against the Dorvan vows to date anyone shorter than I am, though, so I'm glad you're tall. Pick me. How dare you look at me longing? I want a man who gives me the guy you alert the flight attendant about look. All right, the contestants have all been introduced. We can continue the program right after these random battles on behalf of our sponsors. Until they're finished, please enjoy this RPG backtrack. And get that guy off the omelette! Today on RPG Backtrack, we have more hosting games than you can shake a stick at, or a tail for that matter. The panel discusses a duo of PC RPG nuggets featuring the game for Penny Arcade before diving into a series of Tales games. Phil and Mike try to keep things under control as our enormous panel practically hijacks the show. We end off with a fake Mike doing our import corner and a contest you might not want to win. All of this and your comments on this episode of RPG Backtrack. Welcome to RPG Backtrack, where we discuss computer and console RPGs from way back right up to yesteryear. It's also the place where we can't pronounce any proper nouns, encourage spoilers, and the hosts are stomping on cats' tails. I am Phil Willis. I am known as many names, but today I will be known not by Jumason, but by Mike Minky. And with that, welcome to RPG Backtrack number 26, Symphonia's Fantastic Eternal Destiny. Oh my gosh, Mike, where did you find all these people? 
There is like a ton of people for me to screw up names on tonight. Well, I just figured, Phil, that the more names you can potentially screw up, the better. So I went out and found everybody I could. Well, let the grammatically incorrect insults begin. First up, we have Adrian Din Doohickey. How are you doing, Adrian? Still a doohickey. Yeah, yeah. I see you've been gone for how many shows, and yet your special place in RPG Backtrack history remains right there. We also have Miss Becky Cunningham. Hello there. I like her name. I can pronounce it right with no problems. <laughs> Mr. John Callender. Currently playing Japan in Civilization V while doing the backtrack at the same time. I'm that British. Wow. Honest. That's pretty British. Mr. Fake Mike, a.k.a. Michael Apps. Haven't I earned, like, a real name yet? No. Mr. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Scott Wackamater. Yo. Miss I'm all up on the over-the-counter drugs. <laughs> Those are the best kind, because at least you won't get arrested. Miss Sam Marcello. My actual name is Max Power. I got it from a hairdryer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And her very first time on the newly updated revamp and totally awesome RPG backtrack, Miss Anna-Marie Newfield. I'm trying to think if I, if I was on the previous backtrack. I don't think I was there either. Nah, first time on any RPG backtrack ever made. Anna Marie Newfeld. <laughs> Welcome to RPG Backtrack, Anna. How are you doing? I have a wicked cold. Now, we have so many things to talk about, but I would never skip up our our usual practice of asking our first-time visitors a few questions so please for the benefit of our wonderful audience tell us what is your handle on rp gamer and what you do um well i'm pause and if you don't know me by now um i'd be very sad because i've been with the site for a very long time um i've been many things at the moment i am the forum administrator and occasionally a reviewer um gaming history i grew up a console gamer about Eight or nine years ago, I was introduced to PC games. Uh, at the moment, I predominantly play my DS and my PC. Um, I like MMORPGs. It's my favorite thing to play. Uh, favorite type of RPG? Definitely MMO. And what is my favorite RPG of all time? That's just a tough question. I don't know. I don't want to pick one. Can I pick, like, both Dark Cloud games? Because I really like both of them. Sure, you can pick a series. That's fine. I'll pick the Dark Cloud series. Woo! I want a Dark Cloud 3. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. That and awesome. and and a little birdie told me that uh, you've been playing the new uh, Armored Princess uh, expansion that yeah, came out. Yeah, I've been playing Crossworld. So um, it's split into two mini campaigns and then an expansion to Armored Princess itself. So I completed both the mini campaigns. They're nice. They're they're sort of gauntlets, and I've sort of been. Uh, dabbling into the expansion. There's not a lot of uh, story reveal yet, but uh, I'm crossing my fingers. Alright, I'll be looking for a full... Are we going to get a full review on that? Uh, I don't know if we're covering it or not. Ah, good question. We are. Yeah, I thought so. Because we, we, we covered okay. the original, didn't we? Covered... I, I know, but I just... I don't know. I hadn't seen anything about it. Ah. I, I think we knew it was supposed to be. Uh, did we? I, I could have completely spaced on it. Mm. Well... Welcome, one and all, to RPG Backtrack. While I take a few minutes to study this long list of guests and figure out how many different ways I can possibly screw up everyone's name, we're going to take a quick little break, 
We'll be right back to talk about our PC Game of the Month. Today we have a very unusual pick for our PC Game of the Month. I understand that Mr. Adrian Dindouhickey can help talk to us about this <laughs> special selection. So why don't you take it away, Mr. D? Well, I'm going to start off by saying I did not actually play this game on the PC. So Snap. take that for what you will. <laughs> shame on you. Shame. Boo. Shh. Console gamer. Anyway. The game of this, uh, the game for this backtrack is uh, the Penny Arcade Adventures uh, on the Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness, episodes one and two. Uh, unfortunately, that's all the episodes we got. Uh, as I recall, I believe they're they are starting to finish the storyline on the uh, on the Penny Arcade website now. But uh, yeah. Hothead has already abandoned the series, so we're not going to ever get the uh, the finish off. Did anyone else play these games? Me. You know, I I own them. Because I got that charity pack about a month back with a bunch of games, and I just have not had the opportunity to play it. But when I play it, it will be on the PC. I played the demo and decided I was not interested in playing the full games. <laughs> well, that's a shame because they're they're hilarious games and they're a lot of fun to play. They're actually the thing that really surprised me when I first played them was that they remind me a lot of Final Fantasy. The uh, the battle system is a lot like the active time battle system used in uh, Final Fantasy four to uh, four to se- four to nine. Yeah. Oh, come on, come on. You can't just expect me to, to talk about those games. Someone break in here. Uh, all right. They're <laughs> awesome. One thing that I, will, uh, just, that I will gush over about this game is uh, the aesthetic and the setting. The aesthetic is great. It's very sort of Lovecraft meets steampunk in an absolutely incredible way. I think there's a, there's a lot of games that overdo steampunk or do it sort of a way that I think is wrong. And this just hits it just right. Everything feels dirty and gritty and grimy and... It's a lot of fun. Yeah, they came up with some really, really great steampunk ideas for their insane weapons, like the uh, the, the, the rake of ultimate power, like some sort of biomechanical rake machine. Yes. <laughs> what can you What can you tell us about the uh, story? Uh, a story? <laughs> what can you tell us about the story, Adrian? Uh the basic story is that uh, it takes place in a like uh, like Scott said it was a, it's a steampunk era sort of game uh, sort of 1930s or something on an alternate universe 1930s anyways and the idea is that Gabe and Tycho I, I think that's how you pronounce his name is it Tycho yeah. Tycho Tycho anyway Tycho yeah Tycho is uh, they they run a private in, uh, a private investigator's office which uh, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head now but. Uh, in any case, um, it all starts when your main character's house is inadvertently destroyed by a giant uh, nymphomaniacal juicing machine. We'll just we'll just call it that to uh, to save uh, 
save Phil some headaches later on. <laughs> uh, and uh, the, the first game is about your quest to stop this. It involves, uh, I remember there's some evil, um, evil cultists, some... Cultist mimes, no less. Yeah, cultist mimes, yes, cultist mimes, yeah. Some uh, hobos, some like deadly vicious hobos, and uh, a whole bunch of other ridiculous stuff that you would only find from Penny Arcade. It's uh, if, if you enjoy the comic strip, it's uh, it's a lot of fun to play through the game. Do you feel that the game did a good job of bringing the humor of the comic strip into a different setting? Oh, definitely, without a question. Yeah. But they, they've experimented that stuff on their website. But it, this is one of the only times that you'll actually see it fully realized, which is really cool. Yeah, I, I was. Um, I felt it was unfortunate that I didn't like the demo because I'm a huge fan of the comic and I'm an active participant on their forums. But the the combat system actually actively infuriated me within like the first ten fights, which was not a good sign for me. I just thought it was clunky and unresponsive. Um, it might have been just the PC version, but yeah, I just I, I it didn't appeal to me, so I didn't end up playing the whole thing, which is too bad. That was one thing I noticed, actually, when I first played the game. I, the first fight I got into when I started playing the game, I got my ass handed to me horribly. I, I got destroyed. Uh, it was not an easy game to jump into. It took a little while to get used to the battle system. Mm-hmm. But once you once you got used to it, it was actually a lot of fun. And I don't mind hard combat systems. I don't know. Something about it just it, it didn't appeal to me enough for me to want to get good at it, though. So. Oh, well. Um... So they they were able to do two parts. Now, what 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 do you know any details about the story? Is why we didn't get any more than that. You mentioned that somebody dropped I'm, it. I'm not sure. Well, the games were developed by Hothead Games, which uh, uh, people might know from the recently released Death Spank titles. Um, they they were the ones who originally made the two games, and I'm not sure exactly what happened. But for some reason, mm-hmm. they dropped the titles. I don't know if it was sales or some conflict and scheduling or something like that with the guys at Penny Arcade or just even financial difficulties. In any case, they've decided not to continue pursuing the series, and uh, so the remainder of the story is being told on Penny Penny Arcade's website through a series of short stories. Does that take away from the potential enjoyment of this game, knowing that you're not actually going to, you know, you just got two parts of the whole? Well, each part is kind of self-contained, which is a good thing. So playing through each each section of the game, you you get a full sort of story, but mm-hmm. you don't get the whole overarching story, and that's kind of it. Kind of does take away. I was really looking forward to actually seeing where the story was going to go because it was really interesting. Mm. Well, Episode two does kind of end on a cliffhanger, though. You see, uh, Doctor Crazewar, you know, stalk off into the rain uh, to make himself immortal. Um. Honestly, I feel like they overreached a little when they were planning. They didn't set realistic goals. And I think they quickly realized that they wanted to do their own thing because every story that discussed the canceling of Episode 3 was, well, they have Death Bank, and they want to do that more. Hmm. Well, if you do decide y'all want to go out and get this, and since we're talking about the PC version, you can actually grab that off of Steam for $5 for each episode. So, like you said, it looks really cool. It seems really cool. It's a little disappointing that that hangs on a cliffhanger, but since the comedy is is part of the main draw, and it sounds like the the battle system's kind of hit or miss, but sounds pretty solid overall. Uh, might not be a bad deal if you're looking for something to. How long does this roughly take to get get through each one? 
Uh, if I remember right, each game was about ten hours long, something like that. Ah, so yeah, nice. If you if you go hunting down everything, yeah, ten hours. And you should, because that's the only way you're going to get your max level. The, there's no random encounters or anything like that. The encounters are all scripted and scheduled, so and there's just enough in there to get you to pretty much exactly the max level. Mm. Pretty sweet. So grab it while it's on the cheap and take it for a spin. While you're down there surfing Steam and downloading that classic, we're going to take off for a minute and get ready for our main attraction times four. We'll be right back. chairs are out in full force tonight because we have four, count them, four Tales games to talk about. We'll see if we can make any cats scream. We've got Tales of Fantasia, Tales of Eternia, Tales of Destiny, and Tales of Symphonia. Oh my gosh, Mike, what a lineup we have tonight. Did you yeah. just call it Symphonia? Yeah, so. I, I, call, <laughs> I call you whatever I feel like. What's wrong with Symphonia? <laughs> Keep it up. I'll start making up more names for you, bucko. Take more offense at the game being mispronounced than your own name? Yeah, hello. I've, I've dealt with uh, my name being mispronounced since I was like five years old. I, I've never heard anyone mispronounce Symphonia before. Bill, <laughs> you deserve applause for managing to mispronounce something Adrian has never heard mispronounced before. Yes! Yes, I can finally die. I've accomplished all of my dreams. Mr. Minky, which game are we talking about first this evening? Well, since it came out first in Japan, of course, I guess we should talk about Fantasia. And who would like to kick this discussion off? Not everybody at once, though. <laughs> well, I guess I can, since I did play this one. Take it away. Okay, this came out on the Super Famicom in 95, was a huge cartridge back then, on a Super Famicom cart, no less, they actually managed to fit an entire voiced, instrumented theme song. And then it was ported to the PlayStation, and we got neither of those. Although, if you know where to look, you can find translated versions of at least the Super Famicom one. Mm -hmm. And then it was ported... Hmm? It's a better translation than the one we actually ended up getting, too. Yeah, Nintendo's translation is kind of blah. I've seen worse, but I've seen a lot better. And yes, we got Nintendo was kind enough, I think, to translate the Game Boy Advance version for us. And then, of yes, course, it was were. ported again to the PSP a couple years later, which we also have not gotten. Notice hmm. the pattern here. <laughs> so yeah, 
I took a good 80 hours or so to finish this thing, and I only do that with games that I enjoy quite a bit, so that should tell you something, at least. But but for a handheld game, it did not see the alterations that I think are necessary, such as some of the later dungeons get pretty long, and it would be nice to have a save point handy. You don't really have that. You have a quick save, but some of those dungeons can take a couple of hours to get to another save point in, so you might be screwed if you get unlucky in there, as I was once. There were some enemies that were particularly brutal in that game, I remember that. Some of them, uh, they can destroy your entire party in a matter of seconds. Hmm. What did you think about it, Sam? There's, like, one area in Fantasia that I was, like, screaming for a save point, and it wasn't there, and that was, like, the Moria Mines. I wanted to kill things going down in that mine, because there was no (laughs) save point. And every time I had to stop to do something, it was like, I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna cry, where's the save point? Where's the save point? And then Gnome was piss easy. Was the battle was the battle was the battle system really difficult to where death was really a concern? No. But it was just so darn long. (laughs) It was just a really long trek that made me want to rip my hair out. Were you staring at the calendar, Mr. Apps, waiting for that next save point? Uh yes I was. And wasn't there one like way at the bottom of that dungeon? I can't remember, but that dungeon kind of broke me on this game. The way I remember it, there was uh, there was like one save point at the beginning, and as you worked your way down, you unlocked shortcuts to back up, get back up to the surface. That sounds about right. That dun- that dungeon was just awful, though. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, nobody remember? Clarth uh, has an optional summons way down at a really, really deep cave, and I went for it, and there's a save point. Uh, five, six floors in, and then the boss is another seven or eight floors beyond that. Did anybody actually try that? Is that the, uh... I, I didn't actually do this one, but I remember reading about it. Was it the, uh, like, the goblin lair or something like that? The one where the summon is an actual dungeon? <laughs> uh, I don't remember the summon being the dungeon. It's just an idiotically long place with about, I'm gonna say 15 floors, and I may be... Yeah, that sounds by, about right. But, yeah, and then, of course, you have a tough boss at the end. If it kills you, then you're just out in an hour and a half or so. That, that's lovely. I like that. Mike, what, what about the, uh, you know, the, the, the story? Was the story memorable? Well, this is one of the, What was it about late-period Super Nintendo games that made them throw time travel around so much? Because this is another one with that. <laughs> Everybody loves um, time travel. That's true, but it was pretty common in 95, of all things, and yeah, here it is. First you go back to the past, and then you go back to the future, and... Probably banking on the success of Chrono Trigger. Um, (laughs) Did Japan get back to the future in the mid-90s or something? The PS1 version is 98, Anna, but uh, the original Super Nintendo version is 95. Oh, I'm sorry. I stand corrected. Remember how many versions this has had. I'd rather yeah. not. I think it's been I think it's been ported about as much as Final Fantasy One. I, I don't think it's been ported quite that much, but Final oh, Fantasy I, One I, is a I don't is know. A few games hey, hey, it hasn't been ported as much as Ease One, okay? <laughs> no one can top that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> okay, I also remember yelling at my stupid teammates to cast their spells already after I've been ordering them to do it repeatedly but when the screen scrolls they stop casting spells usually and just try to follow me and be stupid 
The AI was yeah. really dumb in that game. It was. Yeah. It was extremely dumb. I don't know how many times I had Mint start some like doing a heal spell, and then halfway through she'd be like, "Oh, you're moving fast. I'm going to follow you." And it's like, "Stop doing that! Just cast the damn spell." <laughs> I, can't, so, I can't remember how I solved that. I found a way to solve that problem in the game. Of- I just can't remember what it was. It had something to do with the AI settings. I set it, I set them to be like as far away from the class as possible, and it seemed to make it more effective. I don't know. I still found that that didn't help me much. <laughs> <laughs> Once I got Suzu, I ditched to the other. I ditched Arch. Like I, I had two mages what? for most of the game, and then I was like, <laughs> I want Suzu because I, I like Suzu better. <laughs> She's a ninja. She's a but Archie's on a broom. She rides a broom and she has a head the size of like a grapefruit. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah, a problem with Archie's the other head. Is huge. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't fall off that broom. She looked really top heavy. <laughs> That's why she's so awesome. <laughs> well, we know what kind of woman Adrian likes. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be getting some emails on that one. Uh, uh. So, yeah, I I also remember what is it? You're hunting a basilisk, I think. Where you there's a long section where you're actually not fighting random battles, but a whole bunch of things that are just in your path, and you have to ca- carve your way through them. And finally, when you get there, the basilisk likes to stone you and easily end you after an hour or so of carving through all these stupid grunts. Does anybody remember that part? Yes, I remember that part. Uh, that's the annoying early Tales games, actually. And all three of the early ones are guilty of this. Fantasia, Destiny, and Destiny 2. Is they started... Uh, uh, that's where they started abandoning the random encounters, which is a good thing. But they hadn't figured out how to do it properly, and that's a bad thing. Because they ended up making the encounters more more regular than random encounters would have been. And it, was in, it was ridiculous. Let's see... I remember... I remember Mint being kind of bland, but at least she had a cute sprite. She Wasn't she in a nurse's airheaded. outfit? Yeah, she was in a nurse's outfit. She was, was a big headed. head, but not as big as Arches. She's like, I'm a nice girl. I'm really sweet. Kles is not paying attention to me again, though. <laughs> I picture her just being really monotone, whereas like, I picture Arch being really hyperactive. I'm like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Oh my god. Like, I, I don't like the two girls. I like Suzu, but that's because Suzu doesn't open her mouth. <laughs> Whereas the other two kind of were just like, you're both bland in different ways, and it's kind of bothering me. <laughs> that being said, let's talk about Chester. I love Chester. He's adorable. <laughs> How about Claus? He's adorable, too. So you don't want to talk about the women in this game. They're lame. See, I, I found in stupid that, boys? In this I know you like stupid boys. In, in that localization, in the Game Boy Advance localization, all the best moments, all the best moments were with Klaus and Arch acting completely insane. Yes, that's <laughs> true. Well, Klaus was just, he was horrible to, like, everybody. It's like he didn't want to be there. It's like, you I know... I drunk most of the time. That too. I would be drunk too if I had to deal with Klaus. Because Klaus is just <laughs> not all there. You know what? I think I would be drunk too if I had just gone back in time. 
It's like, I'm sorry, but does anybody take Klaus Klaus uh, seriously as like the hero of the game? Because I kind of no. didn't. <laughs> well, when they can't decide on what his name is, yeah, it's hard to keep him keep him seriously. I mean, is he is he Kress or Kless? Both names are kind of silly. <laughs> well, if I have to choose between those two, I'll go with Kless, but there have to be better options. Well, I, I'm surprised I didn't just call him Chris. Yeah, well, that's Nintendo for you. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. It's a me, stupid Tails protagonist. Well, I don't want to actually say it like that because she is of Italian descent. Oh, thanks. That's just cruel. <laughs> I'm gonna send my mafia after you now, Scott. <laughs> fix their wagons. She's gonna make you an offer you cannot refuse. <laughs> Why are you gonna be talking to me like that? You know I don't want to take that offer. You just not. What do you think about that, Mike? Apps. Uh, you know, some people claim that this is the best Tales game, and I have no idea what they're talking about. I mean, it, it, it's not a bad game or anything, but it's just—I uh, I don't know. I'm glad this was the last game that you know the people that eventually became Triace worked on. Um, do you think that maybe they're just looking at through rose-colored glasses? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, I am. Absolutely. So it's kind of hard to do. Like, I, I don't understand how people can look at this through rose-colored glasses when we didn't yeah, even get the game until four years ago. That's also true. <laughs> Probably the people who downloaded DJAP's translation. Oh, uh, uh, Phil might have to erase that. But the, no, the, that's that's a, that's a that's a name that's the name of their translation. So I don't see why you have to erase that. Well, we're not supposed to talk about ROMs, but I guess we can do it here because we did get the we're game fish, and you're supposed to play that. We're not telling people where to get it, so it's okay. Mm, good point. Well, it's not like you can really get the Game Boy version new anymore, anyway. I've but seen yeah, it in a few uh, places, actually. Really? It's still brand new. Yep. A couple of the grocery stores in my house. Really? Yeah. Really? You can pick those up and That's, sell them on eBay, because wow. they're probably worth a bit. They're like 40 bucks each, but yeah, I've seen a couple of them. That's because Markham, Ontario, in certain ways, has gone back in time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like Tales of Fantasia. Oh. No! <laughs> ah, but Mike, remember that Tales of Fantasia also goes forward in time. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> back to the future. Think... But yeah, Mike, first... there's no cowboys in this one. It is back to the future. It really is. <laughs> well, our audience will be will be happy to know that they can actually uh, pick up this bad boy for about fifteen bucks, give or take, on uh, Half dot com or eBay. Maybe uh, twenty bucks with shipping. So oh, my wow. question to each one of you, and we'll, I'll call you out one at a time here, is: Tell me, is this is this something they should buy or something they should pass, and why? The first uh, first sixty seconds goes to Adrian. Um, I'm just gonna say buy it, just because. It is not the best example of the Tales series, but it is where the series started, and it's still a hell of a lot better than where a lot of other series started. So it's it's still an enjoyable experience. It's still a lot of fun to see where this series began. And for what will probably be the opposing view, Mr. Apps. Um, well, I'd say it's it's interesting. It's a piece of history, but it's kind of hard to recommend it to people. I mean, it's especially for people playing the recent Tales games, going back to that battle system is going to be pretty hard because it's really slow. 
So if you're interested in the history of the series, absolutely pick it up. One thumbs up, one thumbs down so far. Mr. Mike? I'd say yes. I enjoyed myself. I don't sink 80 hours into a game most times unless I happen to like it for the most part. But, yeah, it it is archaic in some ways, and I gather that the Game Boy Advance port is not the best version, but it's the only version you can play officially in English, so you're kind of stuck with it. So it sounds like Mike gives it a thumbs up there. And for the last word, Miss Sam. Um, you know what? Like everyone else said, if you're interested in this, how the series started, great, try it. Um, as for me, uh, ditch it. I found it to be a very boring experience for the most part. Other than I love the final boss of the game. Like, I love the, the villain. He's fantastic. The characters are okay. They're kind of a snooze fest in the Nintendo localization, with the exception of Mr. I'm a Drunk, who's <laughs> adorable and I love him. Uh, but on that, no, I, I don't recommend this one, especially when there's slightly better ones in this early set that are worth playing. Over oh, a one. quick question about that villain, Sam. Is his name Daos or Daos? I never quite got it. To be honest, I'm not sure either. I always say it's it was Daos. It is Daos. Uh, if you watch the OVA anime that they translated, uh, they pronounce it as Daos. Okay. Yeah, I so, remember that. Two up, two down. We need a tiebreaker here, <laughs> so let me invite Mr. Calendar onto the floor. <laughs> oh, yay, I get the deciding vote. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, all I can really say is um, it, it is, as other people have said, an interesting piece of Tales history. Um, I think the problem is, is for people who come from the series, um, particularly from um, the sort of more recent console generation where the battle system is a lot faster, um, they'd find Fantasia um, sort of hard to get used to. Um, it does have a rather unique little place, though, is, is it's technically a long... Uh, sort of long after the fact sequel to Symphonia um, but I'm not sure if that fact sort of alone makes the game worth playing so well, what do you think what's your opinion play um, do you think the audience should go out and play it or do you think they should pass it by if you're a really big Tales fan play it if you don't like Tales that much and you know only played I don't know Symphonia or something like that and only Symphonia uh, you might not want, not want to bother and there you go. Mr. Mike, what's the next game on the docket? Well, let's see here. I do believe it's time for us to do Tales of Eternia. Actually, Tales of Destiny is the next one in the uh, in the sequence chronologically. Alrighty. I'm open for change. Let's do it. <laughs> well, Mr. Adrian, since you opened up the door, why don't you lead us through it? Tales of Destiny is, has quite possibly the most ridiculous story I've ever seen in an RPG. The, the, the story is about a guy who falls, who stows away aboard a ship, falls asleep, is captured, escapes, and discovers a magical talking sword. <laughs> <laughs> I love magical talking swords. It reminds me of Frame Roger Rabbit's end. Yeah, I, I don't really know Somebody what else to say about sword, it. Singing sword. Can't say I do. Anybody? Mm. In in, I'm sorry. I I missed something there. <laughs> oh, well, friend Roger Rabbit had a nice singing sword cameo with the voice of Frank Sinatra. I don't remember that. Hmm. 
So what else can you tell us about the story, Adrian? Honestly, there's really not much else to tell. There's a bunch of other people who also have magical talking swords, and these magical talking swords help save the world by being magical and talking a lot. Nice. Um, what did you so? What did you think about the battle system, the characters? How Honestly, did it evolve? Of, of all the Tales games I've played, aside from Tales of the World, which I'm currently stuck playing and it's really bad, this is probably the worst of the series. I would have to say, it's uh, the the visuals are uh, just awful. They it's ugly as hell. Um, the combat system is actually more primitive than the GBA version of Fantasia, mm-hmm. uh, and the translation of the story is pretty much just as bad as Fantasia's, except it's more nonsensical. Mm-hmm. What do What do you think uh, about that, um, Mike? I believe you mean Mr. Apps, since he can talk about this game, and I really can't. Yeah, I should have said fake yeah. Mike. What do you think, <laughs> you fake need Mike? You to specify. Yeah. Well, I haven't, I haven't played much of this game, but I think you can forgive a bit of the problems with it, since it's the first game that the new team really worked on themselves. I've had a hard time getting into Destiny. Well, what, what was holding it back for you? Every time I've picked it up, I've gotten... I've always gotten to the same point where I get philia, and then for some reason I get distracted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I don't because truly, I don't that... hate the game, but it's like I get confused, and it's like I don't remember where I am when I pick it up again. <sighs> Sorry, Anna. I think no, it's okay. I'm I'm jumping in out of turn. I think the problem is is that that's really similar to the place where I basically gave up on the game because I found like at that point I hadn't had enough motivation to keep going. I mean, I found the plot to be facetious at best and non-existent at worst. I mean, it was flimsy, horribly flimsy. And I just... Well, I'm, this is I'm a game about get... talking swords. I know. And <laughs> the problem is is that you can have a really ridiculous story and it be vastly entertaining. And you can have a really ridiculous story and have it just be ridiculous. The swords are called swordians. I mean, I know. seriously, they didn't even try. Well, I felt like, ironically, I felt like they were trying too hard, and that really killed it for me. And speaking of getting killed, I'm probably going to get killed for this, because, oh my gosh, did I ever love the combat. It no, was not alone there. It was, it not, was atrocious. It was, it was the worst example of Tales combat of all the games that were released and, in North America. By far. And you know what's really funny, and uh, Jooms is going to beat me up for this, is I love Summon Knight Swordcraft Story. And the combat is almost identical, but I hate it in Tales of Destiny, and I love it in Summon Knight. Okay. Uh, since we're not talking about Summon Knight, I shouldn't go into a huge digression here. I just. <laughs> I know, it's just. You, I believe you've played both series, right? Yeah, I. I've played more of the Summon Knight ones, honestly. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Do, so that how about this? Do you find them similar? Do you think it's a little silly that I like one over the other? or? Well, hmm. I guess since you're only playing one person who you always have direct control over in the Summon Knight games, that could push it over the edge. That's... Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure I'm not completely in left field here. What did you hate about the combat, Tim? Honestly, I, I found it really clunky. Like, trying to maneuver switching characters. It was 
to the point where it was just kind of like, you know what, this is getting more frustrating and needlessly complicated than I want in a Tales game. And, like, what? my first Tales game was Abyss, so trying to go backwards to that was probably very challenging for me. Hmm. When I was used to speed, and Destinies is very slow. Like, I, I found it probably slower than uh, Fantasia. If what, what, what does the king of Tales game have to say about this? Uh... <laughs> uh about the, the combat about the system. Com the thing about the combat system that really annoyed me uh, was the way the AI functioned. Uh, I don't know if everyone remembers uh, this, but the way the AI characters were set up is, is they would follow exactly behind uh, your main character and in formation all the time. If you move, they move with you. And the, where this got really frustrating is if you got behind a character, your formation would remain the same unless you revert, manually reversed the formation get them behind you and it involved it was it was completely ridiculous because it wasn't so much AI as a completely pointless party formation that didn't <laughs> <laughs> artificial stupidity uh, yeah that's probably a good way to describe it it really made no sense and it it just got in the way of the combat it was frustrating any other thoughts on the the combat system sounds like it was pretty almost near broken well, it wasn't broken. It was still playable. And the thing, thing about Destiny was that even though the combat system was clunky and mm -hmm. and annoying, the game was so bloody easy that you didn't even have to worry about it because it was practically impossible to die. I think I died once in the entire game, and that was when I was fighting an optional boss mm -hmm. with a single character. Hmm. So I, like the game, that it was it was so easy. I I could have basically just. It's the only Tales game I can actually say you can just tap X and win. No any other Tales game you can do that, but you can do that in this one. Any additional thoughts on that, Anna? Yeah, I just wanted to echo the ridiculous ease of the of the game. Mm -hmm. It's just it was either easy or I was beating my head against the the controller because my partners weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. And I think this is what perhaps in part might have turned me off to the series in general, because this was the first Tales game that I played. Yeah, it sounds like it was pretty unbalanced. It was not the best yeah. game to start off with. Oh. Okay. Well, normally I'd wrap this up with a go-around, but when our very own Adrian Dan Alden, the king of all things, Tales gives it a 2.5, <laughs> which, by the way, was lower than anybody else who reviewed the game, which is pretty bad. I think I, I don't think we need to do the go around on this one. So let's move past this ugly part of the tales history. And uh, Mr. Miki, can you give us something better? Hopefully, Tales of De Tales of Eternia does better, eh? Oh, it will. It did a lot better. <laughs> then let us take Tales of Eternia and run with it. And. Indeed. Since you've been doing such a good job of introducing us to all these wonderful Tales games, Adrian, why don't you start off on this one? All right, why not? Well, Tales of Eternia is where I think the series really hit home and where it found its where it found what it was good at and stuck with it. It introduces pretty much every major staple in the series uh, that, that's emerged thus far, and it, it's gener just generally. It's it's the mo it's a primitive tales game, but it's still one of the best tales games. It's uh the, st the story follows uh Reed and Farah uh, who encounter a mysterious pink haired girl who can't speak any English, 
uh, and uh, they try to figure out where she's from, how she got here, and uh, the whole thing leads between two worlds, which has become a regular occurrence in uh, the Tales series. It's uh, it's just a really good game. So you see, you, you almost kind of sound like the story somewhat actually actually somewhat engaging on this one. It actually was, yeah. Um, mostly because of the characters. The characters were actually fun to interact with, particularly uh, particularly Meredith, the uh, the alien girl who uh, has no memory of her voice or anything like that. This is probably one of the first instances of voice acting in a video game that's actually good. Most <laughs> hey. of the other characters, most of the other characters in the game aren't that good, but sh- she was spot on for that character. Hmm. What did you think about it, Sam? I only played uh, Eternia this year, and I actually played it on the PSP. I didn't actually play the uh, PSX version that everybody else did. Um, I really liked Eternia, um, and I was kind of surprised because my track record with the Primitive Tales games has been, wow, this is boring, and wow, I hate Stan's hair. So (laughs) moving to Eternia was probably very... uh, For me, I was kind of worried about it because when we were doing it for the the marathon was kind of like you know i don't know if i'm gonna finish this like it doesn't seem like it might be my thing but once the story started i kind of instantly fell in love with it um particularly because as adrian said meredy is a great character and she's probably the character that really carries the story because you kind of want to know her mystery you want to get to the end of the game and have it all unraveled and um she's she's just a lot of fun and truthfully all the characters are really fun in this game um I mean, we have our stereotypical idiotic tales hero with Reed. Reed's only idiotic because he just has an obsession with omelets. That's about it. <laughs> Everything with him is, ooh, can I get an omelet out of that? And you're just kind of like, oh, don't talk, boy. <laughs> Go sit in your corner and be cute. Just don't talk. It doesn't um, help he's wearing a halter top. Yeah, that that's... <laughs> he looks so inappropriate. Like, jailbait inappropriate. And you know I like my jailbait characters, but I don't like crop tops. <laughs> I don't like it. It's just so wrong. That's like Does anybody against... like crop tops on a guy? <laughs> That's like asking someone to walk up and slap you in the ass. <laughs> in any case. Oh boy. In any case. I've seen in the... <laughs> Anna, yeah, do you share do you share this unbridled enthusiasm for the story of this title? Uh, no. And no, uh, why just, not? No. Well, I mean, part of it maybe I never finished it, but um, again, I feel like I'm sort of agreeing with with the previous comments where I found that the characters were really good, but the the overall the overarching story didn't flow well enough. So it was like I like this person and I think they're okay, but I don't want to sit down and have dinner with them because I don't think we're going to have enough to talk about. Hmm. So that was that was my bother. And I also found the mini games horribly obnoxious. Oh, I hated those. Particularly like the one. quiz. The quiz drove me insane. And well, it probably didn't help that the quiz is all about questions from Tales of Destiny. Right. And I mean well, the problem is, is that I don't know. It's just some of the questions were blatantly obvious and had nothing to do with the game and everything to do with marketing. Like, didn't they ask you who the Namco um, mascot, mascot is? Yes. Yes. They do. Seriously? Seriously? <laughs> oh my gosh! 
It's Pac-Man, but come on. And I mean, this thing's like, what's the color of Ms. Pac-Man's bow? Pank! Well, I think we were kind of struggling to find a way to add, what, was it 100 questions or something like that total? Um, How many questions can you ask about a Tales game? I'm not sure. I know there was at least two dozen. Hmm. So, yeah, just the mini games were were very blah, and I don't know, like the first five hours of the game were easy, too easy, and the difficulty did not ramp up well. It was basically snore, 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 snore. Holy crap! Now I need to pay attention. Hmm. Uh, Mr. Fake Mike, what's your thoughts on the story? And see, and, and also tell us some about the combat system and how it has evolved at this point. Sure. Well, I actually have only played the PSP version of this. Uh, and, you know, the story is really, I don't know, the story didn't exactly drag me in right away, but it's definitely entertaining, and uh, the combat system is absolutely fantastic. Um, it, you know, it takes the same basic formula as the first two Tales games, and basically speeds it up a lot. And it just it works very well and you know a lot of times even if you're a little sick of the combat it you know the battles don't last that long so it's not a big deal and it just it's finally they got the whole what eventually became the tales formula right and you know everything from the various environments and the world map and everything finally meshes together Gee. and i think it's the the first really good tales game do you echo that sentiment, Adrian? I do, wholeheartedly. I, I'd have to agree it is the first really good Tales game. Not the best Tales game, in my opinion, but it's definitely no. the first really, truly good one. It's it, Like I said before, it's where the series found its voice. And uh, I think if, anyone's gonna, if anyone wants to start playing a Tales game, it, that is a definitely a good one to start with. Absolutely. And the, the voice acting for, you know, coming from that era is really good. Like normally, you that look doesn't for make a... it any less painful. It's just relatively good. It's just yeah. I mean, but if you look, oh. if you look at a lot of other games from that era, like maybe something like Resident Resident Evil, which is god awful, you know, it it, it compares really well. But like Obviously. I said, there, there there was one character in there who did actually stand out as really fantastic, and that was Merity. Absolutely. Her voice actress absolutely. was perfect. It was absolutely perfect for the character. What do you think, uh, Sam? I, Adrian just took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, Merity by far was the best character, just in terms of voice acting, just for how they meshed, not only when she speaks English, but also when she speaks her very codic language. Um, it was kind of interesting to kind of just hear all that, and it still kind of sounded sensible. Where, you well, know, well, sometimes... What I found really interesting is when you're hearing the, the her own special language, right? And she's got you can see where the accent comes from, and th that's what the 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 accent that when she's speaking English comes from that weird alien language that she speaks. And it, it I don't think it was intentional, but it it was, it was a subtle effect, and it really helped make that character interesting. Hmm. Yep. Adrian, did you see the anime for this? I did not see the attorney anime, unfortunately. No. Okay. I'm just wondering how accurate the representations of the characters in the anime were to the game, because I'm not going to claim it was a classic, but I was entertained by it. Well, if it's anything like the Fantasia anime, I'm assuming it was god-awful. Mr. Calendar, 
What do you bring to the to this topic? Yeah, kind of. In, I'm in agreement with just about everybody else, really. Um, it was it's certainly one of the finest of the early uh, Tales game. I personally, I I played PSV version as well, but um, I'm personally just happy that um, the Eternia started the running joke of um, including Daos as a character somewhere and then watching him annihilated by the same spell that kills him in the opening of Tales of Fantasia, which comes back to bite him in the ass. Uh, at least once more. Hmm. Yeah, I just like crazy, irrelevant things like that. Anna, what are what are your thoughts on the characters in the battle system? Um, well, like I said uh, previously, I really liked the characters. The characters were fantastic, but they, I felt like there was such a disconnect between what was going on and my enjoyment of the characters. It was well, like. It was like I cared about them, but I couldn't care less what they were doing or why. Mm-hmm. Well, Anna, I liked... one, one minor question here. Would you say this was an improvement over Destiny? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, okay. I definitely liked this one a lot more, particularly in terms of combat. I didn't play the PSP version. I played, uh, what was it? It was PlayStation, right? Uh, it was uh, released as Tales of Destiny 2 on the PlayStation, yes. Right, right. That's what I played. So, you know, that... It, it was a step up, but I felt like it was a step up and a little bit to the right. Hmm. If that makes any sense. <laughs> ah. So, it's time for our final our final round here for this particular title. Time for a thumbs up, thumbs down. Adrian? Thumbs up, by f- unquestionably. Definitely a thumbs up. And Mr. Apps? Apps? Two no. thumbs up. Two, Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Miss Anna. One tentative claw. I don't know. <laughs> One hanging claw nail. <laughs> Wait, is that our new rating system, claw nails? Oh, no, let's not go there. <laughs> Sam. Nerdy gives two thumbs up. Hey, Mr. John. Oh, thumbs up, most definitely. Sounds like a pretty good game across the board. But are we going to end this discussion on a high note because there's still one more Tales game on our list for tonight? Mr. Minky, what is it? It's a game that I think Adrian really, really likes, although I could be wrong here. I I seem to recall him talking about it favorably in the past, and I seem to recall a lot of other people talking about it favorably. So, Tales of Symphonia, let's go. Hot Ninja we'll Babe. S- <laughs> we'll st- we'll start off with the ever so knowledgeable Adrian Din Doohickey. Okay, Tales of Symphonia was my first Tales game. Uh, I played it in 2004 when it was released. I actually bought a GameCube specifically to play this game. At the time, they were only ninety nine dollars, so that was that was nice. And I, it was probably one of the best purchases I've ever made. I've never spent two hundred dollars on a game before, but it was definitely worth it because um, it is. It's still, to this day, my absolute favorite RPG. And uh, it was slowly getting pushed out of the way by Persona 3 the last couple of years. But after playing it again earlier this year in July, uh, it's back on number one. And I don't think it's ever going to ever gonna go back down. It's, uh, it is, in my opinion, the culmination of the Tales series. It's the perfect mesh of everything that makes the series good. It's got amazing visuals that stand up even today, even if on a high-definition screen, which it wasn't designed for. Uh, it's one of the earliest and best uses of cell shading. 
Uh, it's got a fantastic transition to 3D uh, combat from the Eternia Battle System. Uh, it's got a terrific story, terrific characters. Everything about this game is terrific. That's all I can really say about it. I think Sam wants to tell us that she agrees with you, but we'll let her speak on that. <laughs> I only played Symphonia this year. Um, I borrowed it from a girlfriend of mine who happened to buy me a GameCube, but gave me no games with it. So I begged her to let me uh, borrow Symphonia. And I'd had it for a whole year, and I hadn't played it. And then Adrian's like, we're going to play it for a Tales Marathon. You should play it. So I loved Symphonia. In fact, it replaced my favorite Tales game. My original favorite Tales game is the least lovable Tales of Legendia. And suddenly, after finishing Symphonia, it immediately just pushed Legendia like right out of the front running. This game is just so much fun. The characters are quirky and silly. Um, Sheena has the biggest boobs I've ever seen in a Tails <laughs> character. Um, and that just scores her points. Um, I had to wait, deal with wait, Scott Sam, Watson. you noticed the size of a girl's boobs? I can't believe it. Shush, Jooms. I had to deal with Scott watching me play the game and he would be like, wow, her boobs are as big as yours. And he would repeatedly tell me this every time we played Tails. <laughs> so... Like, I just, I love the characters. That was easily my favorite part of the game. They're just, they're so much fun. Especially, I love Lloyd. Lloyd is probably my favorite character in the Tales series. And it's only because Lloyd is, he, he has a heart of gold, but he's dumb as a stick. And I love characters that are like that, that, like, I have, I have this thing about gravitating towards characters that are like that. Um, mostly because, you know, they mean really, really well. They just tend to do stupid things that make them kind of look like a jackass. And Lloyd, unfortunately, has that happen to him repeatedly throughout that game. But, you know, he's a sweetheart. He he has such good intentions, so it makes it fun to follow his adventure. Um, and he has such horrible things happen to him. Like, he gets exiled from his town for something that, in a way, he didn't really do. So, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just hope everybody plays this particular Tales game. That's all I've got to say for the moment until I fangirl Sheena some more. So, Becky, it's your turn. <laughs> well, this is also my first Tales game, although I did not buy a GameCube for it. I already owned the GameCube. Um, it was a particularly good time because my husband and I played it together. Um, one of the things that's really cool about the Tales games, um, at least the modern ones, is that you can play through the combat with more than one player, um, which is it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I immediately grabbed Sheena and would not let him play her. He could play whoever else he wanted, but she was mine um, because I love fast characters and it was Sheena and she's awesome. Um, but that was a good time. I also liked that there were some puzzles in the dungeons, which is not necessarily par for the course in Tales games, but they had it in this one and I liked that. Um, and the story was pretty good until the end where it got Japan weird and I'm not entirely sure what happened, but that's okay because well, it was a really Beck, good time. You need to at least tell us something because, as we all know, spoilers are supposed to happen on Backtrack, so you have to tell us something. There was like a tree. I don't know. <laughs> if, if you'd like, I, I could give you a rundown of the entire plot of the game. I've played this game so many times I have it completely memorized. <laughs> okay, Is so that a good a idea? Is that enough for you to go on, Adrian? <laughs> uh, you I know what she's. I know which area she's talking about in the game. Uh, the idea behind the game is that uh, the world tree, uh, 
has been des- uh, destroyed several thousand years ago, and uh, they're trying to re- uh, working on restoring it in order to stop the two worlds from vying from, uh, for mana. And it's, it, it gets really complicated, and unless you've actually played the whole game, uh, it, it, it's hard to understand, but the basic idea is that at the end of the game, they revive the world tree, and they give it a name, and they don't tell you what the name is. The name is actually a spoiler from Tales of Fantasia, if you play Tales of Fantasia, you visit uh, you visit a magical tree and talk to it, and the 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 tree's name in Fantasia is Yggdrasil, which is the name of the villain in Tales of Symphonia, and that's that's where that name comes from. Hmm. Does does that answer your question, Becky? Sort of, maybe. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> So can we tell Mr. Apps that it's safe to put the headphones back on, or are the spoilers still flowing? I think we can, he can put the headphones back on. That's fine. All right. Well, I guess that means it's time for John. Yeah, uh, Tales of Symphonia was um, the first Tales of game I played. Um, I only actually saw the start of it when I went and um, started my own game, but uh, when, my, when I was sort of first exposed to it, as it were, I was around at a friend's house, and we had enough people around to do um, uh, quite a large portion of the game as a, as a three-player co-op experience. And until um, uh, Abyss and Vesperia came along, uh, Symphonia was probably one of the best RPGs I'd ever played at that time, and it still is um, one of my favorite games that I really should go back and play some more. Um, you know, if, even with uh, <laughs> the newer Tales of games in mind, um, Symphonia is one of those ones that just, it, it's lasted pretty well. Um, I'm not really sure if there's a, a, a lot more I can say about that, really. Um, yeah. Then I guess it's time for Mr. Apps to tell us what he remembers from his incomplete playthrough. Oh, boy. Well, can I justify why I haven't played through it yet, at least? That's why I mentioned it was incomplete. Okay. So by, all, by all means, attempt to explain your indiscretions. <laughs> yeah, you better. You've been arguing with me I... about why Abyss is better, and if you haven't even finished Tales of Symphonia, you've got some explaining to do. <laughs> I'm kind of only doing that... <laughs> kind of stir the pot, I guess. <laughs> um, I haven't finished playing it because it's not because I don't like it. Um, just because kind of... Well, I'll tell you how... Symphonia was the first Tales game I really played, and I got it on the recommendation of uh, a friend who was a Tales fan before I was, uh, because it, he said it was the best multiplayer RPG since Secret of Mana. So being a huge Secret of Mana fan, I had to get it. And unfortunately, I couldn't get anybody to play it with me. So I kind of, you know, played it a little bit, but since I had kind of gotten it to play multiplayer, I never really got all all that far into it. And then a few months later, um, my wife got me Tales of Abyss for Christmas, and that sucked up, you know, my RPG playtime for a long time. And I haven't really gotten back to it. Uh, can someone give me the Reader's Digest version of his defense? 
He's he's saying that he wanted to play it with friends, and I don't understand that because you know what, the multiplayer is by far not the defining thing about Tales of Symphonia. It right, I know. It's just that's why I got it, and you know I've played a bit farther into it, and probably about ten hours or so. But oh my god, you haven't uh, even touched it. Maybe it's longer than that, but I ha- I have the sequel still in its shrink wrap as kind of motivation to finish the damn thing. So, well, hmm. okay, I, I, I think I do believe that that means it is time for Anna to jump in and tell us her feelings on Symphonia. Ah, uh, Sheena's tatas. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, to someone me, someone agrees with me. <laughs> See, to me, that was the most memorable part of the game. <laughs> so, yes, mm, Sheena. But carrying on, I I basically sort of got into the game uh, for the same reason that Wheels did, where, you know, I had a lot of friends who were like, well, it's just like Secret of Mana. And I'm like, well, I didn't like either of the two Tales games, but my roommate really wants to play it. So we'll pitch in together and we'll give it a play together. So, um,. I always played Sheena because of Sheena's tatas, and uh, he he basically played every and any other character. I wasn't really that picky beyond that, and it wasn't that I disliked the game, but I found that see where you find Lloyd really cute, Sam. I find yeah. his whole bungalow in the jungle horribly obnoxious. It's just like, oh great, he screwed up again. What a stupid turd this guy is. Does he never learn? No, no he, just, he doesn't. He wasn't appealing to me. I just wanted to drop kick him into the next you know bush. I can, going de- I, can def- him. I can defend you on that, Anna, because you know what? I I agree to a degree. I, I, I enjoyed all the characters' interactions, stuff like that, but you're right. Lloyd could get extremely annoying, especially when he goes on his really idealistic diatribes that just got really excessive. Um, he wasn't like- my favorite character. Yeah. It's like the friendship speeches from Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged Series. You just wanted to stop. <laughs> really, really. Oh no, not another friendship speech. Oh no, Lloyd's gonna screw up again. Hide! At least he's not Colette. That's all I have to say. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. I didn't mind Colette, but that's also my mother's uh, name. So just, just, just Anna, I, I think you might have made the very first comparison of Tales of Symphonia to Yu-Gi-Oh! ever done. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, I, I didn't find Colette anywhere near as irritating and, and drop-kick worthy as Lloyd. But I ended up playing about 30 hours of the game, and we were playing it co-op the whole time. And basically it started to get to the point where I'd turn to my roommate and be like, hey, you want to play Tales of Symphonia? And he'd be like, mm, I'm playing something else right now. Or he'd turn to me and he'd be like, hey, let's go play Tales of Symphonia. And I'd be like, mm, I'm kind of busy with this other game right now. Well, so, that, that's the thing. It's not designed for multiplayer. I mean, it has the multiplayer functionality in its battle system. Yeah, but, but I'm, I mean, if that's I'm, the unlike way game, that was... It's not like a game like Diablo or Borderlands where two people can jump in and both be playing. It's only right. the battle system that's multiplayer. But I mean, it, that's the way that I was playing the game. And at that point, I had become so used to playing it like that, I couldn't fathom the idea of playing it solo. So, I mean, I'm not saying that it's a bad game. I'm saying it certainly has some bad parts. But See, that's, I do a, sh- feel that's like a shame. If, that's a shame no, but here's the thing. The non-combat stuff is one of the best I want to finish my point. I feel like if it was a really good game, it would have motivated me to keep playing. 
Now, see, I, I couldn't disagree more there because you know, I found that the level design in that game is was some of the best. Actually, it is the best in the series by far. It had uh, incredible puzzles uh, that were extremely interactive, extremely interactive dungeons. The the Sorcerer's Ring, it's the best use of the Sorcerer's Ring in the series by far. They screwed it up in pretty much every other game since then. The level the level design and non-combat functions in Tales of Symphonia were just as enjoyable as the battle system, as far as I'm concerned. And the mini-quests were cool, and um, the little playthings were awesome. It's just, a, it is definitely one of the best games in the series. Mm-hmm. Sam? There's something I wanted to bring up, and it's totally spoilerlicious, um, but there's something that really kind of bugged me with the characters, and that was Kratos' whole point in the story. Like, Adrian knows how much I absolutely loathe Kratos. And his whole, Lloyd, I'm your father, made me kind of want to punch him, like, so much. I just wanted to, like, take him and put my fist in his face a couple times. And, like, I, I purposely made a save file to just watch the, what is it, the Flanel scene, Adrian? Is that what they call it? The Flanor scenes? The Flanor scenes, yeah. I purposely made a save file to watch the whole, if you pick Kratos, here's what happens. And you know what happens when you pick Kratos? You have to beat the crap out of Zelos. Who wants to beat the crap out of Zelos when he's so awesome? <laughs> like, I don't want to save Kratos. I hate the guy. So it was kind of pointless for me to pick him. So thankfully I didn't, but I watched the scene and, and I was kind of like, you know what, Kratos, you're a douchebag. I hope Zelos. you die. Rock Zelos? in the pink shirt. <laughs> it's one of those, Zelos, you're also a douchebag, but I'm kind of in love with you, so... It's like those floor scenes, those floor scenes were another reason why that game was so memorable. Is because every single one of them tells something about the the character you you do the scene with. And there's actually two other scenes in the game that are similar in in that nature. And it it really adds a lot to the characters, whichever character you end up uh, pursuing and getting that scene with. Some of them are really hard to do too. Uh, I've managed to do Zealous in one playthrough, which was it was the last playthrough I did, and that was hard as hell. But I actually got it, and I still think that's by far the best one, uh, is the Zealous Flanor scene. It's, it just works for the game. What do you learn about Zealous in that one? Because I'm sure not going to play it again and try um, to do it. Well, he, this, is, this is what I've always found amazing about Symphonia, is that Zealous as a character really does not open up to you. In, uh, open, well, it doesn't open up to Lloyd in the game. You don't learn a lot about him as the game goes on. You just sort of learn a few minor details. But you finally find out during those Flanor scenes exactly what happened to him to make him the way he is and to, to figure out exactly why everything hits. His parents were murdered right in front of him. Uh, and his... Uh, I believe his... His sister was locked away in uh, in an abbey uh, for some. I, I can't remember ex- all the details. It's been a while. It's been a few months since I played it. Uh, but the, the general idea is that crazy sh- uh, crazy stuff happened to him, and that's why he's so screwed up. Neat. I got Sheena on my playthrough. That's all I cared about. I'm jealous. We got well, no, Colette I... because we weren't using a fac and we were ticked. <laughs> well, see, I had Colette knock on the door first and I was like, well, Colette, I've been treating you like crap the whole game. What makes you think I'm going to be nice to you now? Right? So I ditched her and then Guinness came along and he's like, hi, let's be friends. And I was like, nope, 
I need to see who this third person is, and then Tata's coming I, 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 the door. I, I, love, I love it when you turn down some of the characters, because some of them just have just the best responses. Like, Colette walks off all Moby, she's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry to bother you. And then when Genus comes in, he's like, fine, you jerk! I don't want to talk to you either. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Sheena, who's uh, just like, hi, I'm hot, let's talk, and you're just like, aw, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> You can tell that what my motivation was with this game. A very shallow motivation. <laughs> now, see, if only... The only thing that makes me mad is the fact that Regal didn't come to my door. Regal because, is you know, probably the other hardest one to get. It's hard to get his scene I was going to well. say, I complained about Reed having a crop top in, you know, Eternia. <laughs> I like Regal's crop top. <laughs> I like Regal. That's probably because Regal actually has some abs. Oh, Regal, you can crush me in your Reed, big Reed looks arms. anorexic. <laughs> Regal at least looks like a grown-up, and I guess, you know, he was in prison, so you can kind of excuse the crop top. <laughs> Situational homosexuality is okay. I didn't know that crop tops were accepted prison uniforms now. <laughs> I don't know, it got ripped or something. Only for the prison bitches. <laughs> also... Like, Regal owns an amusement park. It's the coolest thing ever. I want to date a guy who owns an amusement park. <laughs> oh, Scott, you poor soul right now. <laughs> well, Mr. Mike, you haven't talked for a little while. Based on the time you did spend with the game, what was your analysis? Fantastic combat system, interesting story, great characters. I need to finish the dang thing. I think Adrian will agree with you completely there. I think so. No, yes. I have a tendency. I have a tendency to to get distract, distracted by newer games and kind of leave games unfinished. And I really need to get back to Tales of Symphonia and finish it. Tales of Symphonia is definitely one worth going back to. I can't disagree, based on what I've played. We appear to have people comparing all the sexiness of the various characters. But I'm not sure we want to share any more of that since we're already pretty assured that, yes, Sheena is hot and Regal is hot, right? That's the, that's the consensus? <laughs> no, I'm just all about Sheena. Ladies love Sheena. I like both. Can I have them in a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Also, oh, while I'm at God. it... The million-dollar question is, is who gets to be the me? Me! <laughs> I'm not even going to try to dig into that, Sam. You There's one other aspect of the story I'd like to go get into as well, and I'd, I'd like to see what everyone else thought about this, is um, the villain, the main villain, Yggdrasil. Uh, for me, Yggdrasil is by far one of the best villains I've seen in any game. Uh, I'm just curious where he, where he stands in other... Uh, other people's eyes. Um, I actually quite like Yggdrasil, but again, you know, I actually spent a good portion of playing Tales of Symphonia talking on Skype with Adrian, and I think I fawned over Yggdrasil every time he appeared on the screen when I wasn't yelling, why are you being such a jerk? Stop making Guinness cry. I hate you. Stop making him cry. Why do I like you? And it just went back and forth like that. Like, I did not like when he hurt Guinness's feelings because Guinness is so cute and he's so sweet. 
And then he's all like, hi, I'm Mythos. I want to be your friend, but I'm actually a douchebag in disguise. And Genus is like, let's be friends. And then Mythos is like, punch in the face. And like, it's just so sad. <laughs> but as like a villain, he's, he's pretty, pretty malicious, I have to say. Um, like, I love the fact that he makes Lloyd so stupid. He makes him look so stupid throughout the game. And it's just so much fun to watch because Lloyd is just, you know, he's a dumb stick. He's perky and happy and stupid. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I love villains that do that. Like, if I was on the Final Fantasy IX backtrack, I would have totally been like, yeah, Kuja, awesome. Because just as long as you're not seeing Necron. Thongs are awesome. <laughs> you know, thongs here. Thongs are not attractive ever, unless it's on Sheena. Which we're not talking Kuja. about. Actually, speaking of thongs on Sheena, if you get her bathing suit, I believe I believe the bottom of her bathing suit is a thong. It is a thong. It's, it's totally hot. a bikini. You get a busty bikini is what it's called. Oh, like, dude, gosh. that was like the best part of the whole game. <laughs> uh, let's also let's also throw out there that Zelos has a pimp mask and that he's like the new Zoro. <laughs> Uh, the costumes in that game were some were pretty clever. Uh, Prisea gets a Klonoa costume. That was that was awesome. So, John, the the discussion is apparently how awesome a villain Yggdrasil is. Would you care to comment? Um, uh, personally, I didn't really like um, Yggdrasil that much. Um, I, yeah, he functioned well as a villain. Um, he's a good character. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just kind of feel that um, I've always been a fan of, uh, well, Alexei and so um, no, Alexei and um, Van from Tales of the Abyss. Van was a pretty solid villain too. I will give you that. Yeah. So I think I'm the only one um, who didn't care for him. I didn't care for Van. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Also, I hated his huh? costume. He looked like a reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sam does not like reindeer. We will remember this. <laughs> We're not inviting you onto the backtrack around Christmas time. Oh, but but that's when we're doing Harvest Moon. You have to. I love Harvest Moon. Can I have Tails and Harvest Moon be a pairing? Let's put them together. That'd be great. <laughs> Tales of Harvest Moon. Tales of Harvest Moon. <laughs> Isn't Sam, that in fact, you are the editorial's master. Why don't you make an editorial talking about how awesome it would be if Tails and Harvest Moon came together? There's a you Lloyd mean, in my Harvest Moon You mean Moon Rune game Factory? Right I love Rune Factory. I thought you hated Rune Factory. <laughs> I hate Rune Factory too, but I love the first one. I don't think I'm going to like the third one because there's a man who turns into a sheep and that gives me nightmares. Okay. <laughs> Can we go back to Tails now and how it's not related to sheep? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know where Phil went. He's probably hiding because we talked about sheep and Tails and Sheena's boobs in the same sentence. Yeah, let's not get into the sheep thing too much or I'll recount a memory of George Carlin talking about uh, farmers and their sheep on cliffs. So, no. Let's not go there. Right. That would be bad for everyone involved. Oh, oh, random uh, thing about Tales of Symphonia before I forget. 
Did anybody actually get the uh, title for Zelos's Pimp Master Awesomeness? Because I actually found a really awesome glitch while I was playing the game on how to get that without actually talking to all the women in the game. We talked to all the women. Why wouldn't we? See, I missed out on a couple, and then I accidentally found this glitch where um, I can't remember what what point it happens in the game, but you could go back to Zelos' house and talk to his butler, and then all of a sudden he grants you the title of Master Pimp. Well, That's the thing is, the, the Master Pimp title isn't actually the Pimp Mask title. Uh, the Pimp Mask title you get uh, from a special cutscene when you go back there and a bunch of ladies fawn... Uh, when you go back to Zealous' house and a bunch of ladies are fawning over him, you can yeah. get that without getting all the women. Yeah, no, this was the one, though, for talking about all the women's, because remember I showed you how to do it. Yeah. And then you were so confused that that happened. <laughs> that is a really weird glitch, I will... <laughs> That's a, it's a bizarre glitch. It makes no sense at all. It was the only glitch. It was or glitch. It was the only title in the game I wanted. I wanted to have like everyone know that I am like the the pimp master. Except for the part where you know I and I'm mad because I couldn't get Colette and all the puppies. And I love puppies. How did I fail at missing all the puppies in the game? Okay, Sam. On the note of you being the pimp master and a lover of puppies. It's time to get the thumbs up down from everybody. So let's start with Adrian. Do you even have to ask? <laughs> Not really, but th- this is for form's sake. So let's let's just go with the regulations. I'm going to give it 263 thumbs up. Okay, I think that is proof against any negative vote, but now we have to go through the other applicants. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam, are you going to try and undo that vote, or are you, are you going to give another thumbs up? I love Sheena. I love Sheena's boobs. I'm pretty sure that's a positive vote from me. I'll um, not go into the details of that. I'll just assume that you said thumbs up and move on. Becky. Well, Sam took my vote, so <laughs> I, I definitely give it super thumbs up. It's a great game. John. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, sorry, I wasn't sure if my microphone was on. Um, thumb up, thumbs up from me. Uh, multiply that thumbs up by uh, the number of other people you have around you that care to play Tales of Symphonia with you. Pretty much. Mike. Me, Mike? Based on, yes, based on what you've played. Thumb up or down? Play Tales of Abyss. I mean, uh, thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> Don't make me come over there. <laughs> I said thumbs up. <laughs> and now, Anna, your turn. Uh, I give two very enthusiastic claws up for Sheena's Tatas, and I'm going to be neutral on everything else. Okay, so you are not going negative. That means... We have 100% positive with one abstention. So, Adrian, I'm assuming you have thoughts on the music of the games. Um, a bit. Honestly, the music of the Tales games has never been what's impressed me, uh, with the exception of Legendia, but we'll be talking about that next time we do it. Uh, I am not a fan of um, Watoyu Sakuraba. Uh, I just don't like his music. He's His stuff all sounds the same, especially in the Tales series, and 
in the first four games there, that is particularly true. Of of the four, I'd say Eternia and Symphonia have the strongest soundtracks, but even then, they're still not that amazing. They they work for the games, but there there's really nothing special to talk about there. I can agree with that. I mean, I don't mind uh, Sakuraba's stuff, but I really only like his stuff in Valkyrie Profile, just because that's for his soundtracks. That's a really unique one. But his tail soundtracks are just they're really bland and really repetitive and yeah, they pump you up, but they're they all sound the same. So it's like the same pump up over and over again when it comes to uh the battle music and all that kind of stuff. I'm not a fan personally. I mean Legendia, as Adrian said, has the best soundtrack. It's a shame that they don't use Goshina more often because he's far superior than Sakuraba is in terms of Tales soundtracks. And he's only done one. Exactly. It's like he, he's like, you know, Sakuraba's done almost a, like he's done a good portion of them. In fact, he's probably he's done, done all of them. Every single one. <laughs> with the exception of Legendia. So therefore, go listen to Legendia's soundtrack. Win right there. Looks like John has something to say. Well, I personally quite um, enjoy the uh, the Tales of soundtracks. Um, yeah, they get, they get quite a bit of flack for not being um, original, but I uh, I kind of like a series that employs, at the very least, um, in a series employs a sort of number of uh, recurring elements in their music. I mean, um, Nobuo Amatsu does it a little bit in Final Fantasy as well. But there's um, a difference, though, here. There's a difference between uh, Sakuraba and Uomatsu is that Uomatsu's tracks are memorable. You recognize those songs. I mean, the Chocobos theme, the uh, the Final Fantasy main theme, when you hear them, you recognize them. They're they're easily recognizable. You, you memorize them. You can hum them because you know what they are already. Sakuraba's tracks don't have that kind of memorability, so they just all end up sounding the same. It, 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 it's, not a, it's not a nostalgia sameness. It's a bland, boring sameness. I'm, I'm going to jump in and totally agree with Adrian just for one second, because I think I have something like 15 variations of the Chocobo theme on my iPod, more on my computer, and if you asked me to name or hum one song out of the Tale series, I could not do it. And I, I say I, I I personally quite enjoy his his work in the Tales series. However, I always I've always felt, and this is the same across pretty much all of Sakuraba's work, um, that he does battle themes way better than incidental music. Other the other the other two composers I really like, um, Uematsu and uh, Mitsuda, um, sort of uh, much better all rounders. Um, Sakuraba I just prefer for his pretty much for his battle themes only. He does. He, he occasionally has a couple of um, other standout ones in the Tales series, but the, the the battle themes are the ones I remember the most. That's why, like I say to people, his music's great if you like Valkyrie Profile because it's one of the few games where the battle theme themes are solid, but the incidental music is equally as solid. It's one of the few games where his soundtrack actually works very well. With the Tales games, the battle themes are great, but I don't like the town music in most of the games, like. I absolutely hated the Olive Town theme in Fantasia. I liked I, that. I hated it. It drove me bonkers. I think I Admitted, wanted to purposely... I really want to talk about it since I only played Fantasia, but I liked most of the music. Then again, the soundtrack I, I found uh, listed a second composer, so maybe he did the stuff I liked. I don't know. 
yeah, I mean, it's cool if you like it. Just I, I like the battle themes. Like I said, they're excitable, but they all sound the same. And you know what? You need to have some variation, especially with a long-lasting series like Tales. And I think that's why I wholeheartedly would rather recommend the Legendia soundtrack, because the, the composer for that particular one, there's so much variation in the sound and in the music. And it works perfectly throughout that game. And it's a shame that that game's the one that gets the most flack. That's the one thing it shouldn't get flack for. <laughs> and if anyone gives it flack, I will come after them on the forums. Because <laughs> it's uh, one Sam, I... Sam, yes, we're not talking correct? about Legendia yet. <laughs> I love Legendia. I love save it. Your le- save your love for the proper time, Sam. No. I guess my problem yeah. is I haven't listened to enough Sakuraba yet to really understand how repetitive he can be, so... Maybe once I've played another dozen Sakuraba scored games and can really ID how bland it gets, I'll have a different stance. I sent you three of them. Thank you, Sam. Well, the, the thing, the thing is, Sakuraba. It's it's only certain series that he ends up being really bland and repetitive. There's a couple of series out there that he's scored that are absolutely amazing. For instance, I'd, uh, I I know Mike, you've played Golden Sun, and I know you enjoyed. Uh, enjoyed those games and enjoyed the soundtrack in those games that is one of his better works is golden sun but the tales series is he just did not do does not do a good job with that series yeah i'd also say that his work in shining force 3 was very very good but since only mike has ever played it that doesn't help anybody else much shining force 3 is good in every single way so that doesn't surprise me Wait, that's the same yeah, guy that did this Tales Sakuraba music? Did Shining Force 3's music. Oh no, I have the I have the OST or some variation of it because I love Shining Force music and I had no idea that was the same guy. Oh, I'll have to send you the the track rips because there was never an, mm-hmm. an OST. It's just an arranged thing. Yeah, I have some music here and there, but we're getting off track, sorry. Good point. So, while our audience listens to some music, we'll get ready for Mike's Import Corner. is Mike's import corner, but it's not my import corner, it's Mike Apps's import corner, and he's going to take it away right now. It's still Mike's import corner, get it? Yeah. Though we should call it fake Mike's import corner, I to should be also totally accurate. Once Mike is done, John has an import he would like to discuss, just because the Tales series has so many imports that can be discussed. Yes. I also have a non-RPG import, in case we want to talk about that at some point. The Tales well, fighting game. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Decide after... now if you want to talk about that now or when we fo- when we do some more tales in the near future. Uh, well, I'll probably have tales of hearts then. Okay, your call. Okay, take it away. Well, I'll wait till after John for that one. But after 
playing through Tales of the Abyss, I really wanted a portable Tales. And obviously, I didn't have a PSP at that point, so I didn't have a lot of options. So I decided to import, and sadly this was the first game I ever imported from Japan, Tales of the Tempest. Despite the game completely bombing so badly in Japan that they stopped calling it a main series title. Um, so obviously I was able to get it f- for very cheap, and it is by far the worst Tales game I've ever played. Um, have any of you, do any of you have any experience with Tales of Rebirth? No. No? But I want to. It's one everyone wants, I think, but unfortunately it's a lost cause at this point. I don't, based on Tales of the Tempest, because it's got the same battle system, which involves, it's kind of 2D, but you kind of jump through, jump between three different lines, and it's kind of terrible. It's kind of the most, like, generic and awful battle system I've played in the Tales series. I mean... If if you look at it from afar, it seems like oh, it's okay, but it's just it's boring. It's, you know, the story from, well, obviously, you know, I have to read, like, a walkthrough or something. It's kind of uninteresting. Your character, your main character is, like, turns into some kind of beast or something. The game's really short. Um, the graphics aren't very good. Um... And it's just a awful, boring game. Like, imagine... Just imagine, like... Every every bad thing about the Tales series and put it into one package, and that is Tales of the Tempest. Hmm. And I think that's about all... That's about all I can say about it. I sold it very quickly. And I feel very bad for whoever bought it. And, you know, hey, on the plus side, you know, the main character from the game is in the uh, fighting game, so you can beat the crap out of him. <laughs> I mean, it it really is just... It, it, it wasn't made by um, the Tales team or anything like that, so... Was that one made by um, Alpha Systems, the same people that yes. made Radiant Mythology? I believe it that, was. That might explain why it's awful. Yes, not, I'm playing. I'm, I'm playing Radiant Mythology right now, and it's just terrible. Yeah, boys, it's not Alpha System. It's uh, Dimps and Tail- Namco uh, Tail Studio. What? It's not Alpha System. Oh, so it's not. That, nope, it's a different developer. Well, whoever made it should be ashamed of themselves. They just wanted in a piece of the Tails pie, Mike. That's just how it uh, works. I know. I think. They wanted they wanted to cash in on the DS, I'm guessing, and they obviously didn't spend a lot of money on it because it's just. Let's move on to John's game. I can't talk about this anymore. It's depressing. Well, um, when I'd finished, I'd finished playing Symphonia. I'd finished playing Abyss. Um, I'd gone and got the PSP version of Eternia. Um, and uh, to be honest, I wanted some more tales of. Um, I didn't have a. 360, and I didn't plan on getting one. I, I wasn't able to look forward when um, Vesperia suddenly showed up in Europe. So instead, I, I sort of turned my eyes towards the uh, the older Tales of games. Now, 
I've, I've been importing games for a while, um, and I noticed that um, they had completed a um, Japanese-only um, remake of Tales of Destiny for the PS2, um, and they had changed quite a lot about it. I mean, okay, the characters and the plot are still there, but um, it itself had, had changed quite a bit. So I, I picked it up, and I most definitely do not regret it at all. Um, I mean, we we may have spent most of our time complaining about um, various elements of Tales of Destiny, particularly the battle system. Um, and the, after playing um, uh, Symphonia and Abyss, I wanted something that was fast, obviously. Um, but the, the battle system for Tales of Destiny on the PS2 had changed so much. Um, I mean, okay, it, it's still in, in two dimensions, but I mean, they completely eliminated um, TP. Um, skill usage is now on a completely separate um, system that rewards um, players for using long, particularly aerial-based combos. Um, the sprite animation is gorgeous, for lack of a better term, for, for a PS2 game. Um, you know, the music's received a touch-up. Um, the voice acting is pretty good. There's a lot of... Um, Talent. There's a lot of good, talented voice actors and actresses on the cast, um, and all in all, uh, it, it it really is a, f- a phenomenal game. Um, and he's most. I mean, behind my my top three of um, Vesperia, Abyss, Symphonia, uh, the Destiny PS2 remake sort of edges in as a as an honorary as an honorary spot. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure how much, what else I can really tell about it. Anything anyone wants to ask me about it? What's changed? Um, well, the, the as I say, the, the battle system is one of the is one of the larger changes. Um, I forget. Did, did did Destiny have voice acting the original? Mm, no, no. So okay, so the complete addition of a voice cast for 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 every you know every every major character. Um, it had fully voiced skits for all characters. Um, Stan's younger sister was added as a playable character. She was playable in the original Destiny, but only via a glitch, from what I remember. Um, it changed a couple of the elements of the plot. I seem to remember um, there was a, a, a sort of bone of contention with um, fans in the original incarnation of Tales of Destiny plot involving a, a battle with a certain character towards the end of the game and for what I know that was removed after said character particularly after Tales of Destiny 2 shot to the top of um, popularity polls in Japan um, the only thing I can really say about it is oh well okay um, other things the map is now in 3D um, and also the antagonist of Tales of Destiny 2 Barbatos or as people from uh, Vesperia will know here Mr. No Items Ever appears as an optional boss. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there are a couple of things that did suffer as a result of the transition to 3D. Um, I mean, if you think about it, um, it doesn't change things like um, dungeons that much from its source material, which means even in three dimensions, the um, dungeons themselves can look extremely repetitive. Um, and I think the I think the idea was that if you were playing the Tales of Destiny remake, was that you were, you know, some of the, the part of the target audience were people who played the original, 
and people who played the original probably had a little bit more tolerance for it. And I remember it was mentioned when we were talking about it earlier um, that the, the battle system was easy. Uh, when, I, when I played through the remake of Tales of Destiny, I frequently found myself being completely destroyed by random encounters, probably because I, I was having trouble fiddling with the combat system and I was playing it in a foreign language. So... But actually, yes, there might very... be more to that. There, there might be more to it than that. Actually, um, it is well well known that uh, Namco has changed the difficulty levels of some of their games in the past. I'm not sure if they did that with Destiny, but it wouldn't be surprising. Yeah, I I, I think that may have been the case. Oh, the the, the other thing, um, a, a sort of other combat system addition was um, since um, the Destiny remake was made after Tales of Symphonia, it does mean that all of the characters now have. Um, Sort of the, those mystic artifacts that appear in several of the later games, um, and uh, it, it sort of pads out the kind of. It also pads out and the number of references that it includes to the other Tales games, which is certainly um, something that they like doing in the more recent Tales games. Um, the other thing, it also had a, an expansive uh, bonus dungeon where it was possible to gain. Um, if I remember correctly, it was possible to gain an equipable item that turned a character into another playable character. Um, it was possible to obtain multiples of this item, so it was actually possible to have an entire party f- filled of um, uh, Stan, the main hero, and you could have four copies of him stabbing things to death with fiery, 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 uh, fiery stabbiness. Um, and the other thing about Stan that personally made him bearable uh, to me at least was in the remake he is given he has the Japanese voice of the king of hot blood himself the guy who voiced um, Domon Kashio in G Gundam um, which means he sort of he has such a okay he's an idiot but he has this kind of his voice gives him such a you know fiery well, okay, that's kind of ironic because his element is fire. But um, he, you know, he has such a fiery passion about everything that it's. I found it kind of hard not to like him in a way. Um, so yeah, that's all I can really say about it. I mean, if you if you feel like importing, uh, you know, a ja- traditional Japanese RPG, uh, and you've played Abyss, you've played Vesperia, and you don't want to import Vesperia PS3 for whatever reason, import this one. It'll do you good. Sound that one sounds pretty fun. Mm. Well, I take a trip to Japan to find my copy. We're gonna let you listen to some Tales music. interesting discussion uh, going on our boards regarding our last show when we talked about Final Fantasy IX. Kind of went back and forth a little bit. Most of it about the... Um, there were some mixed feelings about Final Fantasy IX. I mean, most people like it, of course. Um, but I think it, uh, somebody started off the conversation. I want to say it was uh, Sir Sniffy who felt that it kind of led him down. It felt mediocre. He was all hyped up uh, and whatnot. 
and it kind of went back and forth. I will say I agree with them as far as the battle system did feel incredibly slow to me, and I can't remember whether or not we touched on that on the show or not. I wasn't sure if that was deliberate or just the speed of the PlayStation with the graphics it had going on or what, but I, I do remember it kind of feeling pretty slow. Do, do, what, do y'all remember Mike? Looks like Mike, since he missed that show, wants to say something about Final Fantasy IX. I yeah, do. But... The combat system is not too slow. I don't know. I was falling asleep. <laughs> I and it's not that it's not that it wasn't you know I like the turn I mean the turn based system is fine because it was it, it purposely set out to you know feel like an orig, uh feel like a classic turn based Final Fantasy one turn based system my only my 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 hesitation with it the reason why I kind of pulled it down just a point for me I still think Final Fantasy nine is the best of the PS one classics. I just felt that that when the actual attacks resolved, once you put in your commands, what happened afterwards could have executed a, about twice the speed, and well, you would have still gotten just as much fun out of it, but in half the time. You can, after summoning, doing one of the summons once, it completely skips the animation afterwards in that battle, which... I'm not even talking it, about those guys. I know, but in my opinion, <laughs> that automatically makes it faster than, say, Final Fantasy VIII. Hey, where... you're not even going to compare 9 with 7 or 8. I think we all I mean, we okay. all agreed on, on the one show that... And I, I was just saying that definitely, out of all the PS1 classics, 9 is absolutely hands down yes. the best. You know, no, no doubt about it. What do you think, Becky? Oh, I was going to mention the summons, but I thought they were pretty slow. This was one of my first console games, so the overall battle speed didn't really bother me. I was used to playing some of the older, slower games on the PC, but the summons got a little out of control. Well, um, they're a lot worse than 7 and 8. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm sorry, Adrian. Um, one, I'll just put, I'll throw in my two cents here. Uh I, I agree to a degree that it was a little bit slower than some of the previous games, but I think the, the slowness of the startup and uh, I, it was generally offset by the fact that it was an extra character in battle with you. Um, having that extra character made the, the game, the actual gameplay, seem faster because you were you were entering commands more often. Mm, true, that 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 did help a little bit. Sure, I'm inclined to agree with Adrian on that one. Well, as always, we, we definitely encourage our listeners to engage us in conversations about our about our broadcast at uh, rpgamer.com, where you can go tete-a-tete with the staff members, and, uh, and as well as your other fellow RP gamers, and discuss your thoughts and impressions on these games. And of course, we also encourage you to record a two-minute audio review of any of the games we're talking about this week, or what we're going to be talking about on the next show, which I'll mention in a bit. Uh, feel free to email your questions, comments, audio recordings, etc., etc. to jcservant at rpgamer.com. As well as follow us at twitter.com forward slash rpgamer and become our biggest fans at facebook.com rpgamer. Before we go any further, Mike, do we have a contest question this week? Because I happen to have a copy. Wait, wait, wait. Before I put this comment, Adrian? You're the you're the uh, you're the expert of all things tales. Is Tales of Mythology for the PSP a good game? Mythology, radiant, radiant mythology. Uh huh. Avoid it like the plague. Okay, so whoever answers this question right will get a copy of Tales of the Doohickey Radiant Mythology, which Adrian wholeheartedly what's the opposite of endorse? Dis despises. Despises, reviles, loathes. Pick, take your pick. 
A Adrian, since 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 everyone's dying to get a copy of this game after your glowing review, is there a really great trivia, a Tales trivia question you can think up? For um, for uh, for Tales of uh, Radiant Mythology, you can make it on any Tales game. I don't care. Just about any uh, of the games we've been talking about today. That should give you plenty. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, let me let me think here. Um, here here here's a good name. What what is Yggdrasil's first name? I think that's a good question. There you go. What is what's his name again? What is Yggdrasil's first name? Yggdrasil's first name. There you go. And, and Adrian, if you could do me a favor, just just text me or email me the answer. So this, so email your answers to jcserventrpgamer.com, and you too can be the owner of this wonderful. Game that Adrian just absolutely wholeheartedly loves and says run away from at the same time. It's something he loves to hate. Really, that's what he wants to say. So uh, that's uh, mail that in jcserventrpgamer.com and and win something. You know, while um, got a chance, I wanted to ask Anna if she has any thoughts on Final Fantasy IX, just because she wasn't here last time either. Oh, this is such an unfair question because nine is my favorite Final Fantasy, and I'm so unreasonably in love with this. I don't think I could say anything that doesn't make me sound like a gushing fangirl. It's okay. You would have been right at home on last week's podcast. I know. I listened to it. I was clapping along. I was so excited. <laughs> she was purring. She was jumping up. With, I was like bouncing joy. up and down. I was listening to it. It was great. It makes me want to go back and play Final Fantasy IX again. <sighs> and you can on your PSP from the PSN Network for a small price of nine ninety nine. Or I could just play it on my Ooh. PlayStation 2. Anna, please go. tell me you weren't jumping up and down about the Queen of Porn. Which well, I've already punished Scott for. See, well, she wasn't that, here, so she didn't have to look at A really entertaining anecdote, because um, back when Final Fantasy IX first came out, I actually ran a Final Fantasy mush. And so I did text play text-based role-playing based on the Final Fantasy series. You could get out your snickering now. And uh, at one point, we uh, we challenged uh, the, the people that, that came and role-played on our server to a bad fan-fiction contest. And the winner of... It was 250 words or less. And uh, the winner was called Queen Bronze G-String. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Uh, oh God. It was bad oh fanfiction in 250 words or less. That was the winner. <laughs> okay, Anna. That was exactly how we drive away listeners by suggesting such a thing exists. Our uh, our place on iTunes just went down a few pages. <laughs> I approve. Just so you know. Anna, I love you. <laughs> Favorite. Right now. Yay. Love you too. Oh, God. I'm going to get all Our listeners have just run away in large numbers. HLA. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. You know, <laughs> our next show, next, come back in two weeks, and we're going to be talking about uh, a bunch of Grandia games, as well as uh, some Blast from the Recent Past, including Fable 2, Eternal Sonata PS3 version, Star Ocean The First Departure, and Fallout 3. Three. I believe that's Fable Three, Phil. I don't Fable, think Fable, it says Fable oh, Two. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. I'm th I thought you were talking about Fallout. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. um, Fable Three doesn't Mike, come out for a month. <laughs> Mike, what's our what's our import? Uh, what are we going to be talking about in a couple of weeks? Um, 
I'm going to save that, actually. It's going to be a surprise. I'll just say that a lot of people are going to be interested in this game. I've talked about it a lot in Q&A in the past, and it lends itself to much discussion, preferably while drunken, to, so that it makes more sense. But that's a good thing. And while you guys are chomping at the bit, wondering what Mike's big surprise is for you... Is it Seventh I'm... Dragon? <laughs> no, because you can talk about that, Mike. And you just might find yourself talking about it sometime. Okay. And so while you guys are at at the bit, chomping at the bit, figuring out what that big secret is, I want to say a big thank you to my co-host Mike for doing another great job putting this massive crew of people together. And along those lines, Mr. Adrian Day Doohickey, would you like to say anything parting to our audience this evening? I will just say that right now we have our Tales of 2010 uh, marathon going on. You can uh, find it on uh, the role-playing section of our uh, RP Gamer forums. Um, we are currently on uh, Tales of the World Radiant Mythologies. Next month we'll be playing through Tales of Vesperia, and we'll be finishing up in December with Tales of the Wor uh, Tales of Symphonia, Dawn of the New World. If you're interested in joining us, please uh, please start posting on uh, the threads that we start up each month. Uh, we're having a lot of fun so far, and uh, hope to see you there. A very prudent recommendation given the subject of our podcast this evening. Okie dokie. Miss Becky. Well, dudes and dudettes, keep an eye on the site over the next couple months because we're going to start running some features, um, some just longer things about various topics in RP gaming. So that should be pretty fun. Yeah, and absolutely. Uh, I've, I've been keeping an eye on that, and if you're a fan of RPG Backtrack, you definitely want to take the, check out these features that are going to be going up on the site soon, because a lot of them have to do with a lot of your favorite RPG classic and your favorite RPG series from the past. Miss Marcello! Go play Valkyrie Profile. It's the best game ever. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, Sheena's boobs are magnificent, and go stare at those for a few minutes. Oh my goodness, John! Is there anything you want to say to the audience while they're all looking up uh, uh, tales of porno on the internet? You, you're asking me to distract people from Sheena's boobs. You have asked the impossible, my friend. <laughs> I, I will say that I will uh, unfortunately not be uh, joining the, the team next week as I have not played the Grandia series. However, I will be back in a month where I fanboy over something that I fanboy a lot over. Yes, we will well, not spoil that. We will let people discover it for themselves, the better to fully embrace the fanboyisms that will be going on. Hint, oh, lots yes. of boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, Mr. Fake Mike. Well, I would just like to give a warning to everyone. Become a Tales fan at your own peril. Because you will, you will not get all the games translated. And that's just There's... the way it is. That's food for thought. To our, uh, of course, we also thank you, our audience, for listening and putting up with us here at RPG Backtrack. As always, you are the reason we do this. RPG is a production. Uh, RPG Backtrack is a production of RP Gamer, your source for RPG news, impressions, reviews, articles, and home to the best gaming community on the net. Write your questions and comments on our boards or email jcservant at rpgamer.com and help shape our future shows. As always, listen to our previous podcast as well as our awesome sister show, RPG Cast at rpgamer.com. Mr. Miki, please take us home. Dallas has been defeated. 
Four times in four versions, actually. Stan's sentient sword made for a hell of a lot of shenanigans and goings-on. Celestra and Inferia tried and failed to crash into each other, and Sheena succeeded in making lots of people like her. But we're not done with the Tales world, so stay tuned for the, for the not-too-distant future, though it probably won't be next Sunday AD, but it probably will be somewhere in time and space. This is Strawberry Eggs again, and for this backtrack, I shall reminisce about one of my most favorite games ever, Tales of Symphonia. I remember being quite excited for this game when I first learned about a Nintendo Power magazine, and it did not disappoint me. It was the first RPG I've played to have extensive voice acting, and while there is the occasional hiccup, for the most part the acting is well done and even includes some of my favorite anime VAs, like Crispin Freeman. While the story isn't terribly original, it is very engaging and still well told, especially after the first half of the game. What really makes Symphonia memorable, at least to me, is the rich cast of characters. My favorites are Rain, Sage, and Zealous Wilder, but I love all the main cast. They're all likable, have their own quirks, and most of them are fairly complex and engaging, especially the two I mentioned earlier. I'd like to add that the main villain, Mythos Yggdrasil, or Yggdrasil as it's pronounced in the game, is perhaps my favorite video game antagonist ever. I love the battle system and often played it with friends or my younger sister, though the camera kind of got annoying at times for multiplayer. The cel-shaded graphics are quite good and suit the game well, though I find the facial expressions a bit awkward. The music is decent and fitting, though most of the score is not particularly noteworthy or memorable. There are still a handful of excellent tracks, my favorite being the battle theme, Fighting of the Spirit. So yes, while my fangirlism for this game is blatant, I can't help but love it. It just does several things so well, and it really is a modern classic. I may add a few things about the first Tales game, Tales of Fantasia. The GBA version is decent, but I found the battle system off-putting at first, and the writing is as dull as dirt. Though it's not one of the games being covered, I'd also like to add that I think the spin-off sequel to Symphonia, Dawn of the New World, is pretty good, but not as good as the original. Well, that's all the time I have for this overview. Until next time, everyone! No, no, we have 100% positive for Sheena's tatas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's be yes. clear about this. Thank you. We'll oh, my gosh. perfectly. We're going we, to give it two nipples up. We better, we better get off of, <laughs> we better get off of this before somebody comes up with the new bra rating system. I give it two double D. Okay. So, <laughs> I give uh, it three double D. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't take you guys out anywhere.